And welcome once again. This is Velvet Al here. Not remembering which of his podcasts he's doing. Oh, that's right. Velvet Al watches movies so you don't have to. Luckily, you know what podcast you're listening to. If you don't, that's kind of weird. Did you just put, like, random on your podcast machine and it came upon this? If that is the case, I hope you enjoy and decide to listen to other episodes of my podcast. And if you don't, um, well, just hit play on other episodes of my podcast and put it on mute without actually listening to it. So it still counts as a play for my statistics and for my ad revenue of which I'm currently at like $2 I've earned from ads on this podcast. Woohoo! It might be slightly more. But $2 is nice comedic effect. You know, on the comedic, comedic effect of the comedic rule of threes, I went with two. So this week I am watching Assault on Devil's Island. And how I came upon choosing this film was I was thinking, I haven't done any, any, I haven't done any erotic thrillers yet. Um, which is kind of weird because they seem like the perfect movie for me to include here because A, they're always very bad and B, they always include a lot of boobs. So why I haven't done them yet, I don't know. So I figured, okay, well, let me do a Shannon Tweed movie because she is the queen of erotic thrillers, which strangely enough, she was in Hot Dog, the movie, which I did in a previous episode. So I have done a Shannon Tweed movie for this podcast, just not a Shannon Tweed erotic thriller. And that's still not going to change, because I don't think this is an erotic thriller. But while I was doing a search for Shannon Tweed movies, this one came up, and automatically I had to go with it, because it stars Hulk Hogan and Carl Weathers. Which means probably Jesse Ventura has like a small part in this. Jesse Ventura, I don't know. Well, that awful, like, made-for-TV biography movie made it seem like he's in every Arnold... Yeah, every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, so why am I thinking, like, oh, Jesse Ventura's gonna be in this film because Hulk Hogan's in it? I mean, I guess that guarantees that Jesse won't be in it because Jesse hates Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan's a fucking lying piece of shit that screwed everyone over in terms of trying to start a union of wrestling. I guess I was just going with the fact that Carl Weathers was also in Predator with Jesse Ventura. And that's close enough. So, okay, you've got Hulk Hogan, Carl Weathers, and Shannon Tweed. So that's enough for me to give this movie a try. This is going to be glorious. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be an erotic thriller because I don't think the Hulkster is going to do any sex scenes. And truthfully... I will be grateful if this does not have any sex scenes. No, I have not watched his sex tape, because the idea of Hulk, like, having sex just goes against everything I believe in. I was a Hulkamaniac as a kid, and I, I choose to believe he's still, like, pure and good, and that wasn't really him in the NWO in this heel turn. That wasn't him. I refuse to believe that the Hulkster could do that to us. So this is all my long-winded way of saying I'm going to watch Assault on, De- Assault on Devil's Island so you don't have to.
so we start off. It's nighttime on the beach, and the Hulkster's doing some Tai Chi. I think Tai Chi. Because uh, he's doing a lot of, like, martial arts posing. Not act- any actual moves. And I think that's what Tai Chi is. Is just poses. Maybe it's Taibo. No, I think Taibo actually involved, like, a lot of actual movement. But yeah, I think Taibo didn't really, like, used for fighting either. So that might have been just posing. Well, pretty much he's posing because he's the Hulkster. And he's wearing a wig. Um, Just a luxurious full head of hair. Which, come on, Hulkster. Why? We all know you're fucking balding. And come on, you own it. You, Mick Fleetwood, and Benjamin Franklin own the balding head, long hair look. So why are you wearing this wig to be like, oh no, I have hair. Like, Hulkster, we love you because you have balding, long hair. Why Why must you, like, I don't know, I like the look. I've tried to look, I can't pull it off. Hulkster, he pulls it off. You know what? I, w- I want a movie where Hulkster plays Benjamin Franklin. Or Mick Fleetwood. Or Mick Fleetwood plays Benjamin Franklin. Or Mick Fleetwood plays Hulk Hogan. I I want some sort of combination like that. Hulk Hogan and Mick Fleetwood are twins. Hollywood, are you listening to me? Do this. So, I think the when I read the description, it said this film was like 95 or 96. So... This is before he goes full heel with the NWO. Um, he's got a beard. I think he had a beard. Maybe he shaves that off into his back into his iconic mustache. And so this is kind of like the low point of Hulkamania. And this is after a steroid trial, so he doesn't have his 24-inch pythons anymore because he can't be doing steroids. Because you can't do that, brother. You know, I wonder if, like, while making movies. You know, I've mentioned several times in the past few, like, episodes about my cat. My kitten that I got, like, pretty much during the break of the show, so it wasn't beforehand. And he does this weird, like, purse but he only does it when I'm recording this podcast. It is so weird and distracting. So, but Hulkster does not have his 24-inch pythons, but he's doing his sweet little ninja moves or something. The way he's looking, I think he's supposed to be, like, ex-military who's, like, just been, who the world has turned their backs on him. And he's just on his own. He's a mercenary. That's what I'm guessing. Okay, so, before I forget, I gotta bring this up, because I'm watching the credits, and which I started watching them after I made my Tybo joke. You know who's in this film? <laughs> oh my God. Billy Blanks is in this fucking film. His name's there in the credit. So yeah, we're going to say it. he was doing Tybo in the beginning of the film. <laughs> Billy. And Billy Blanks just taught him how to do Tybo. I don't know. That's the story. And I'm going with it. This is like major, like made for TV movie vibes on this too. And I'm picturing when they pitched this to Shannon Tweed, 
probably the main selling point, even more so than, you know, you're going to get to work with Hulk Hogan, was you're not going to have to take your clothes off for this film. And she probably doesn't get a lot of offers like that. So she signed up for it. And so the military plane is flying, and the title screen says that it's Operation Longbow or something, and it seems to be related to, like, the drug division or something. Yeah. If this is your first time listening, I'm not very good at giving app descriptions, and I only half pay attention to these films, so... Yeah, you probably would be better off kind of like wikipedia the plot points. Although, this film probably doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. It's one of those Wikipedia pages that just say, starring Hulk Hogan and Shannon Tweed, release so-and-so, no one gave a fuck. And I think, like, now that I'm getting a closer look, I don't think Hulk even has, like, the full mustache. He just seems to have stubble all around. So he must have really cared about this film if he shaved this mustache for it. Like, because usually, like, he'll keep the mustache and then just try to grow a beard around it, but you could still see his glorious mustache in full force. And it's not here. So, again, this had to have been, like, the ultimate, like, low point of Hulkmania. And he's like, fuck it, I will do anything at this point. Even shave the mustache. So, I think this is the part of the film where we get to meet all the soldiers and the team, and I've already kind of forgotten half of them because they are very, like, nondescript. But there's a guy, which I'm not sure if I'm going to call him Goatee Boy, because he has a goatee, or Z-Man, because he has a Z shaved into the side of his head. Goat Z. That, yeah, he will be Goat Z. He's sleeping, and Hulkster... Wakes him up. I'm not sure if it was intentionally or unintentionally. And so he pulls the gun on the Hulkster. And Hulkster pulls a giant fucking knife. You know, like, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Except the other guy had a gun. And I think he's Australian. The Goat Z guy. So that joke would work. Except, you know, he has a gun, not a knife. And Hulkster's like, I don't know if I could have guys that are going to snap. Snap into a Slim Jim. See, you can't have people that snap because Macho Man snaps. And, you know, they don't have a good history together, but Hulkster was a little too friendly with Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I can't do a good Macho Man impersonation, but neither can the guy that's playing Macho Man on Young Rock. So I say we're about even, as far as the voice goes. Obviously, I don't look anything like Macho Man. I don't have the body. And Hulkster's talking to Carl Weathers, and he Hulkster had a bad dream, and it's making him question the mission or something. I don't know. He had a bad dream, and Carl Weathers is like... I don't know. I'm sure Carl Weathers said something inspiring to the Hulkster. Now we're at uh, some rich resort or on some sort of private island or something. And this guy, who I'm going to call fake Ricardo Montalban, because he seems to kind of going for that vibe. He's tasting some cocaine. Because he's going to buy some cocaine, but, you know, you got to try it first. Actually, he didn't even try it. 
the person who tried it was Shannon Tweed. With the worst Russian accent. Like, fucking worse than Lana was doing in WWE. There's gonna be a lot of wrestling references in this episode, because... Hulkster. <laughs> it just lends itself to continually throwing wrestling references. But, yeah... You don't hire Shannon Tweed for her acting abilities. So, yeah, her Russian accent is very iffy, but it's Shannon Tweed. And she, you know, she's not sniffing it. She tastes it. Which, I don't know, I guess that's the way to tell a good level of cocaine without getting high off of it. Is that how it works? I don't know, like, I've never done coke, so I don't really know, like, the specifics of it. The mechanics of it, I don't know. But apparently it's good Coke. And I think she's buying it. I'm not sure who's buying the Coke. And they're having some issues with the negotiating of percentages. So I I don't know what the percentage is. Like, is it they're going to sell the Coke and one of them has to take like a certain percentage and they're haggling? And Shannon Tweed thinks, like, the percentage is too low, so she uses her own techniques of negotiation, which is to fuck him. And even though this is a made-for-TV movie, must be made for, like, Cinemax or something, because out come the boobs. And we're only, like, eight minutes, so yes, this film passes the Velvet Owl test. Boobs within the first 15 minutes. That is the Velvet Owl test. And this film passes it. Because it's Shannon Tweed. <laughs> it was, I honestly was not expecting her boobs to come out. But why wasn't I expecting that? It's Shannon Tweed. <laughs> it's kind of a given that her boobs are going to pop out. I think there might be like two or three movies in her entire filmography where her boobs don't come out. And even then I think she still like strips down to her underwear. So, but it was a pleasant surprise because I was not expecting it. And she wraps her legs around the guy and I thought she was about to kill him because she's squeezing super hard and he says he can't breathe. And I would be fine if... That's one of the ways I would be fine with dying. Crushed between the thighs of Shannon Tweed. Which would be second only to being... Crushed between the thighs of Famke Jensen, like in GoldenEye. Which, even though there was no nudity in that, still, like, just one of the sexiest scenes ever. One of the sexiest murder scenes in history. Oh, what am I saying, one of the... It, <laughs> it's the sexiest murder scene in, or, in film history. And maybe in the entire... History of humanity. But. Shannon Tweed's boobs. This film passes the Velvet Owl test. So the military guys. They're all getting ready. Because they're going to jump out of the plane. Because. You know. That's what they do. You know. You jump out of planes. It's just cooler. That way. And one guy has tarot cards. That he's just handing to everyone. Which I guess is supposed to be like. Their destiny or whatever. And Hulkster. Well, he doesn't pull the card. He tells the guy to pull a card for him because, you know, I don't think Hulkster is all too much into it. And the card that gets pulled is death. 
And like, oh no, that's an ominous sign. But Hulkster's just like, that card's for my enemies, brother. Okay, he doesn't say brother, but damn it, Hulk, if you're not going to have your fucking mustache in this film, then I need you to say brother like every other sentence. Just got to give me something here, Hulk. So the group, I guess they're Navy SEALs. They must be Navy SEALs. They drop into the jungle, going through the jungle. There's no predator, so they make it to their location. Although, how cool have that been? Just kind of randomly, they get taken out by a predator, and it's up to Hulkster to take out the predator. I don't want that film. Hulk Hogan versus Predator. I'm on, I'm on to something. I'm on a roll with all these potential film projects for the Hulkster. Um... You know, I just had quickly, like, tossed on Facebook that I'm watching this film with Hulk Hogan with no mustache. And one of my friends, who's probably a bigger wrestling fan than me, pointed out that there was, like, a angle done in WCW at the time where they shaved Hulk's mustache. So, it must have been for this film. So, their answer is that. I was kind of wondering, like, say... I must have not been watching at that time. So I'm kind of like, how would have that worked with Hulk shaving his mustache? But I know he, around in the late 90s, he would disappear for like months at a time. So I figured it was just during one of those disappearances, he shaved it off and it grew back because he's fucking manly. And it just grew back quickly in time for him to come back with the mustache. So they reached their target location, the villa in the middle of the jungle that has a pool. So someone built this. And I don't know why stuff like that just kind of throws me out. Like, you know, someone like there had to be a whole, like, I mean, is this supposed to be like a secret residence for this drug Lord? Cause people had to have built this stuff and dug out the pool does he kill them all afterwards? Does he take out the contractors? Or does he just know the right crooked contractors to deal with this? That could be a good film, too. Just some drug dealer and having to deal with the contractors for building his secret drug hideout. And Hulkster takes out one of the guards by shooting poison dart at him or a tranquilizer dart. And he's like, never jams, brother. And again, he didn't actually say brother, but I want him to say brother. I want him to say brother with every line of dialogue. And Goat Z, dude, he's like, unless you inhale. <laughs> and meanwhile, other guys that are also doing reconnaissance and they see they're at the pool area and Shannon Tweed comes out in her bathing suit and... I was kind of hoping for a bikini, but bathing suit. Yeah, she's got to keep some modesty, I guess. And the guy's looking at her like, well, we know she's not hide hiding any weapons. And the other guy's like, depends on what you consider weapons. Oh, boy. So, like, these two, like, zingers back to back. Did Shane Black, like, ghostwrite this? Because she... Actually, no, Shane Black does have, like, 
actually witty dialogue. Problem is, early on in Shane's, Shane Black's career, is that they would then rewrite. Because <laughs> in Hollywood, you write screenplay, and then it gets ri- rewritten like 15 times and bears little resemblance to your original screenplay, but you still get the credit for it. And so people think you're a horrible writer. So Shane Black had a lot of movies where his dialogue got rewritten into that kind of crappy, like, fourth-grade humor quips. So that's why I think Shane Black wrote the original draft of this. So Hulkster and Goatzy are making their way through the house, and they come upon the office where fake Ricardo Montalban is sitting and he was waiting for them. Turns out Goat Z, he's a traitor. And he knocks out Hulkster. Cheap shot with the butt of his gun from behind. Because otherwise, Hulkster would not be going down. It's a cheap shot. Meanwhile, tarot card guy and some other guy, they're rushing in. And they think, okay, all the guards are gone. There's just a gardener. Should be easy. Just take out the gardener. But no. Gardener, he's got a gun. And he kills them. And some other guards watching through the window. This was kind of like a bad plan, I think, on their part. Like, like oh, we're just going to assume the gardener is unarmed. Because, yeah, massive drug dealers don't arm their gardeners. Just in case. You know, everyone's fucking armed, of course. Because he can't trust anyone. People can sneak in at any time and try to take out the gardener, so the gardener's got to be armed, too. And so they're dead. The tarot cards go flying. Um, Would have been funny if, like, the death card landed on him, but no, I, I guess they want this to be a little bit serious. Carl Weathers, he's leading his squad into the hangar, and it's like, but there's no cocaine anywhere. Oh no, he realizes it's a trap. So he manages to get his squad out right before the hangar blows up. And then everyone's shooting at him, and he's got one of those, like, machine guns, but, like, this... I don't know, is it a machine gun? You know, like, this the sidearm that usually has, like, a helicopter, that type of machine gun. Because he's a complete badass. And those always look badass when... Like, the army guy's got that, like... It's always a mercenary that has it. So he's got that, but it's kind of a flamethrower as well. Kind of. Because <laughs> there's, like, a flame on the end of it, but it's not going anywhere far enough to be effective at all. So, I don't know, maybe he... Maybe it's defective, and it just caught fire. I don't know. Why does this machine gun have a flame at the end of it? Maybe, like, it's so that when the bullet flies, the bullet catches fire, and it burns as it hits its target. Which seems a little unnecessary, if you ask me. A little overkill. So I think the bullet will do enough damage on its own. You don't have to add the fire to it. And then there's more gunfire, lots more, and stuff gets blown up good, real good. And Hulkster, he's been handcuffed, and fake Ricardo Montalban has taken him to the poolside. 
because I guess this can't be done in the office, which I guess I can see. Because if you're going to kill a guy, you don't want to do it in the office and have the blood get on the carpet because it's going to be hell to get that out. So you do it outside on the stone um, side of the <laughs> the stone floor, which I imagine blood is probably easier to clean up there. And he's threatening to chop off the Hulkster's head and fill it with cocaine and send it back to the U.S. government. Which I, I, I gotta admit, that'd be kind of badass if he did that. Even not necessarily the Hulkster's head. If he just... Like, I'm just saying. Like, I'm not rooting for this guy, but... It is kind of a badass power move if you chopped someone's head off filled it with cocaine, and sent it back to their that person's government. Of course, if you're filling, like, especially Hulk, he's got a big head. So if you're filling it, that's an awful lot of cocaine. Do you want to use all that cocaine just to make your point? And plus, you gotta shit the head. That's, like, once you chopped off his head, are you shipping it? Like, are you sending it by freight mail? And someone's got to deliver it. And how's it going to pass customs? Because the drug dogs are going to smell that cocaine. And they're going to open it up and they'll be like, holy fuck, this is the Hulkster's head. So, on second thought, this is not a very good plan of yours, fake Ricardo Montalbán. But it doesn't matter because Shannon Tweed saves the Hulkster's life. And starts kicking ass. And Hulkster breaks his handcuffs because he's got Hulk strength. And they start fighting together, and she drops a Russian accent. Because apparently she was undercover. Which kind of disappoints me. I was hoping that we would get that horrible Russian accent for the whole film. But I guess we're done with that. There's only so much you can ask of Shannon Tweed's acting ability. She can only hold that Russian accent for so long. Uh, shame. What could have been... But so they're kicking ass together and fighting, and then here comes Carl Weathers with his flamethrower machine gun, which I don't know. Maybe I think it's just supposed to be the muzzle fire, and it just seems like too big to just be like, is it called the muzzle fire? Whatever, you know what I mean, like that flash when you fire off a gun, and I don't know. I've never actually fired off a gun, but. It just seems like it's very exaggerated that they did this for the machine gun. Because I've not seen it done this big, like, in other films. So it seems like it's too big to just be that muzzle flash. But it's too small to actually be, like, a flamethrower. So, I don't know. But, flamethrower machine gun. There's an idea. Do not make that. Because weapons are out of control to begin with. We do not need that in real life. But it would look cool in a movie. Just saying. But Goat Z guy, he kidnaps one of the remaining members of Hulkster's team. And he's like, you're going to come back because Navy SEALs never leave their own behind. And Hulk Hogan, he knows. I got to have a plan. And I can't just go rushing back there. But I will come back and hunt him down.
And yeah, he says that he's going to hunt this guy down. So they leave. But Hulk Hogan will be back and he will get his revenge on Goat Z. I hope my fan doesn't bother people. I had to turn it on because it is fucking hot as fuck right now. My balls are sweating to the walls. Like Little John says. Now all these bitches crawl. Ah, oh, skeet, 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 motherfucker. You know, I bet you weren't expecting me to bust out into Little John in the middle of watching a bad Hulk Hogan movie. But anyhow, they're following Shannon Tweed because she's hot, so you always follow the hot girl. It's just the rule of the jungle. And she leads them to the beach, where at the bottom of the ocean, which I guess, you know, closer to the shore, so it's not too far down, there's a lot of scuba gear. Luckily, enough for all of them, including fake Ricardo Montalban, who they kidnapped, or captured. He's a prisoner, so they didn't really kidnap him, because he's the bad guy, and they're the good guys. So it doesn't count as kidnapping. But... You know, I don't know how she decided that they needed that many scuba gear. Because, you know, I'm guessing, you know, I forget, did she say she was like CIA or DEA? Because if she did, she probably mentioned it like five minutes ago and I've forgotten already. But, you know, she's obviously with the government, with a government, I'm guessing the American government, because she got rid of the fake Russian accent, and she's speaking with an American accent. So, but she didn't have, like, any backup. So did she go specifically knowing that Hulk Hogan's team would be there? Which, she was there first? So how did did she even know that they were going to attack at this point? So how did she know that they were going to need that much scuba gear, including enough for fake Ricardo Montalban? And, I mean, luckily some of Hulk's team died. I mean, so, but I don't know, maybe there was enough for all the team members, so there's just now going to be, like, unused scuba gear at the bottom of the ocean. So then they go swimming in the ocean... But, oh no, there's sharks there. And it's a real shark. Through green screen. And he attacks one of them. And now it's a rubber shark. And he's chewing on one of the guys. And uh, Carl Weathers. I was going to say Hulkster, but no, it was Carl Weathers who did this. Although I think Hulkster got a cheap shot in. He punched the shark. It did nothing. What the hell? It's Hulkster. Uh, Well, I guess this is like late 90s Hulkster. This this is pre... This is post-super-steroid 24-inch pythons Hulk Hogan and before NWO Hulk Hogan. So yeah, I guess maybe his punches don't quite pack quite the punch. Yeah, I know how stupid that sounded. His punches don't pack quite the punch. Eh, bite me. But Kyle Weathers comes and he shoves a grenade down the shark's mouth which is enough to get the shark to swim away far from them, luckily. Luckily, the shark doesn't stay right there. And there's an explosion that I think was made using Windows 95 and just kind of plopped onto 
Like, it's obviously, like, they didn't even have the budget to have, like, an explosion happen there. It's like, and it's not even, like, bad CGI explosion. It's like clip art explosion. And it doesn't kill the shark. Shark then swims away. So I don't know what the fuck. This is like fucking super shark. It's a good thing that the shark swam away. Because the grenade couldn't kill him. So imagine if he wanted to stick around, he would fucking eat all your asses. And they swim some more. And luckily they now start swimming above the water. Because then the submarine sees them. Which granted, if the submarine was submerged, they, I don't know, can the submarine see what's going on underwater? I think so. I don't know much about submarines. I know about subs sandwiches, and they are delicious. A submarine, you can try to eat one, but it ain't so delicious. But, yeah, whatever. It's the guy in charge of Hulk's mission. Hulk's boss, I guess. He's saved them because he knew they were in trouble. I don't know. I guess maybe they set off a special message and they knew where in the ocean to find Hulk. Um, so they get all carried aboard and the military takes away Ric- fake Ricardo Montalban, who claims that it's not over. Which... Unfortunately, he's correct, because we're only, like, a third through the movie. So, unfortunately, it is not over. And Hulk's boss is wondering who Shannon Tweed is and wants to take her in for questioning. And she's like, you know, I'm with something, and you're just not high enough in command to know that I was on the secret mission that you guys just completely blew. And, but, Hulkster... You know, he can't take it that they're arguing because, more importantly, two of his men are dead. And, you know, that's very solemn and everyone realizes, whoa, you know, we're not focusing on the right things. And that's the fact that Hulkster's crew is down two men. Take a moment of silence. And then a doctor comes and says, like, oh, you know, we gotta go change your band-aids. Because he's got... I guess he must have been the one the shark bit. Unless there's something else at some point that I forgot. But his side is all bandaged and bleeding. But Hulkster, you know, he doesn't care. He's just going to bleed all over the place. You know, because... I don't know, I guess he has time to bleed? Jesse Ventura didn't have time to bleed. But Hulkster, I guess, has enough time to bleed. He just doesn't have time to go get the bleeding stopped. So, Hulkster wants to go back to the island, because, remember, one member of his team is still trapped there, and he wants to get that punk that sold him out, that fucking traitor, but his boss is like, we can't do that right now, we got the bad guy, we got fake Ricardo Montalbaum, and he was the mission, and I'll see what I can do, but we can't go for him until the time is right, and Hulkster looks at him and says, the time is right now, brother. He doesn't, but I so wish he would just... That should be his thing. You know how like Keanu Reeves always throws in, whoa, and Mc- Matthew McConaughey always throws in, all right, all right, all right. Why can't Hulk just throw in brother into every film he's in and just every line, you know? In fact, 
what would have been fucking awesome, and probably the screenwriters wouldn't know this well enough to throw it in as a joke, but if after, like, they told him he can't go back to the island, he was just like, that doesn't work for me, brother. Um, yeah, look that up. <laughs> That's what Hulk would say anytime one of the wrestling promoters out <laughs> suggested something he didn't like. That doesn't work for me, brother. So Hulk uh, quits his position because position, he's going to go there one way or another. And if the U.S. isn't going to back him up. He's going there on his own. And Shannon Tweed chases after him, even though, you know, he's she's still supposed to, you know, talk to the other douche to who fake Tom Berenger because he looks like Tom Berenger, but he's not Tom Berenger. I'll just call him that fake Tom Berenger. He wants to talk to Shannon Tweed, but she's like, ah, you know, she said something. I don't remember, but she runs up to Hogan, who's getting in his Hummer his Humvee, and she's like, how did I know you would drive something like this? He's like, I am what I am. Brother. Or sister. You know, he never said sister to the women. You know, shouldn't he, shouldn't Hulk, anytime he talks to a woman, go, sister. No, he's forward thinking. You know, he doesn't see gender. If you're a man, woman, transgender, intergender, you're brother. And Hope tells her, I am what I am. And she's like, you and Popeye. Now, Shannon Tweed wants to join Hulkster on the mission because she has to get the diamonds back because of reasons. I didn't quite understand why, but she needs to get them back. And, you know, Hulkster, he doesn't want her along. Um, not, like, any sort of, like, chauvinistic, like, sexist reasons. Because I'm sure he knows that, you know, she can handle herself and kick ass because he's seen it in action. But I think this is personal for Hulkster, and I think he just wants to go at it alone. But Shantweed insults his manhood. Like, if you're any kind of real man, you'll take me along. And he's like, all right, brother. And so she's going with him on this mission. Now, fake Ricardo Montalban is talking to his lawyer. And his lawyer is, you know, trying to get him out of jail for the time being, you know, through legal means, as any good lawyer would do. No, fake Ricardo Montalban. That's not the way he rolls. And he wants the lawyer to send a message on to his, like, flunky or something. I don't know. I'm not sure who the message is getting sent to, but that person has to get Ricardo Montalban out of jail. And then this other guy, he's going to have to find Shannon Tweed and kill her. And if the lawyer isn't willing to do this request, then it's his wife that's going to be killed. Which, how is he going to do this? Actually, like, the logistics of it. Because he needs the lawyer to get these messages out. So if the lawyer doesn't do it, who's going to send the message out to have the lawyer's wife killed. See what I'm saying? If Ricardo Montalban can get these messages to his people by himself, why does he need the lawyer as like an intermediary? Intermissionary. I don't know. You know what I'm saying. The go-between guy. 
And also annoying me is, and I don't know if this is just the fault of, like, the streaming service is kind of, like, just jumping or what, but it seems like it's overdubbed, this dialogue, and it's not matching up. It's, like, horrible. Which, if it is... Wait, why is it overdubbed? This whole thing's in English, right? I mean, all these actors are in English. Maybe, like, this guy himself can't speak English. And it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Hercules in New York, where they had to, like, overdub all his dialogue because he couldn't speak English very well. I don't know. I don't know if it was he couldn't speak at all or if he just didn't speak it very well. So they just overdubbed all his dialogue. So maybe that's what they did with this guy. Or it could just be, like, the streamers just kind of hiccuping. Either or. So now Hulk has taken Chan Tweed to his house, which according to the title screen, um, the on-screen credits, what do you call it? You know, like, because it's not the full title, it's not like taking up the entire screen, it's just like the subtitle at the bottom of the screen telling you like the location, but it's not really a subtitle because subtitles are about the dialogue, right? Anyways, on screen it tells us that it's somewhere in the Florida Keys. So I guess Hulk's house is, like, top secret classified or something. Like, because when at first, like, it says somewhere in the Florida Keys, I was thinking, like, okay, some undisclosed location that they're, like, hiding out in, but it's just his house. So why doesn't it just say Florida Keys? <laughs> you know? I understand you don't want to be super specific and give out his address, but, I don't know, somewhere in the Florida Keys. And Shantweed's not wearing a bra because even though she can't just fully show her tits because she's sharing a screen with the Hulkster and that don't work for him, brother. Can't show full boobs, but she wants to make sure that you remember she has nipples and her nipples are poking out. It's the nipple poke of doom. Another reference if you want to look it up. The finger poke of doom. Um... Where was I? See, God damn it, Shannon Tweed, your boobs keep fucking distracting me. Even though they're covered. But your nipples are poking out. And that's distracting enough. And Hulky starts bleeding again from his wound. Because, you know, he hasn't bothered to, like, actually get it taken a look at. <laughs> He's, like, just walking around like, ah, I got a wound. I'm not going to bother. So Shannon Tweed, she's going to you know, help him out with that, and so she does the whatever surgery, and she's digging along and pulls out the shark's tooth, because the shark left the tooth in him, so I guess he was the one that got bit, but it wasn't bad enough to do much more than kind of like a flesh wound, it seems, <laughs> that, you know, just keeps bleeding, but Hulk looks at the shark and he says, I hate sharks. And immediately I have flashbacks to No Holds Barred, where he tells the guy, I hate Dookie. Which is one of, like, I have to say one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. The guy shits his pants, and Hulk's just sniffing the air, and he's like, What's that smell? And the guy's like, Dookie! And he's like, I hate Dookie. 
I'm going to find a way to make that my ringtone. So that way, if on a very rare occasion someone calls me, and when people call me, it's generally just bill collectors and telemarketers anyhow. So I guess this would be appropriate. So just to make the ringtone, I hate Dookie. I hate Dookie. I hate Dookie. It's nighttime now, and Hulk is fast asleep on a hammock. Um, I would say, you know, maybe he's being gracious and leaving his bed for Shannon Tweed, because he's a gentleman. But he... The size of his house is pretty big. He's got to have, like, a guest bedroom. Right? A second bed? Or maybe not, because... You know, he's Hulkster. He's not letting people come over. Remember, it's fucking somewhere in the Florida Keys. His house is a classified location. He's not bringing people over. He doesn't have friends. And Shannon Tweed has stripped down to her underwear because, of course, she has. Um, but at least she has a bra on this time. So it's only slightly distracting. And she's just snooping all around the house because... I don't know, I guess, you know, well, I guess if you're a secret agent, then maybe you just kind of, it's second nature, that if you're in a new place, you gotta search around to completely understand your surroundings. And she comes across a walk-in safe. I think it's, I don't know, it's like a big fucking steel metal door, and there's like a keypad next to it. So, there's something behind there, maybe... A glimpse of Hulk's life before. Um, and she thinks about it. But I think she's not going to attempt to break the code. Which, I mean... For a second she's looking at it like she's just going to fucking pop in some numbers and open it up. I mean, I don't know. Is code breaking one of her skills? Or it's Hulkster, so you just like type in the date that he won the heavyweight championship. Now, the American National Gymnastics team or something, I don't know, some gymnastics, gymnap, gym, 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 gymnastics team has won some sort of prize at some competition and they're being celebrated for some reason. So, they're all happy and this woman comes up like, Oh, on the behalf of so-and-so cruise lines, you've won a trip to the Bahamas, so let's just hop into this plane and don't bother, you know, asking any questions whatsoever. You've just won this prize and we're going to take you right now. Just right fucking now. No, 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 don't ask any questions. Of course they don't ask any questions. They're just like, free trip, let's get in this plane. But then... Coach suspects something weird is going on. Because, you know, they're going to the Bahamas, but they're going in the wrong direction. And so he demands to see the pilot and want to know why is the pilot flying the wrong way. The pilot? It's Goat Z. Oh no. He has now kidnapped the American National Gymnastics team that he's probably going to hold hostage for. to let. Uh, to free Ricardo Montalbán or get the diamonds or something and he shoots the coach which you know they're in a tiny like plane like they're in like one of those like you know 
that fits like five people, private planes. So, is shooting a gun in one of these planes like a good idea? I mean, is it even a good idea in like a big plane while it's flying? I mean, just first of all, like the sound, like if you're in that small of a capacity, like isn't it gonna be like echo the sound of the gunshot? and just totally, like, blow your eardrums and shit. And, you know, what if it ended up hitting the window and blow up the air pressure or something? That happens in other movies that I've seen. Now they land on Devil's Island. Why did I make... Yeah, it's spooky! No, it's just run by a lot of guerrilla soldiers and shit. And they take the gymnastics team. The coach isn't there, so I'm guessing he's dead. He got shot, so he must have died from that. And I hope someone pulled the body out of the plane. And I don't know, maybe they just dumped the body into the ocean while they were still flying to Devil's Island. I don't know. I need to know what happened to the coach's body. Meanwhile, Goatzy gathers up the gymnastic team, except for one girl that he takes off because, according to him, they're America's sweetheart, and she's the sweetest of them all. And she takes them off. The rest of the team gets put in a prison that's somewhat submerged in water, and they're all crying because they need to be released. They, they don't know what's going on. But what of the sweetest of the sweethearts? What does Goatsy have in plan for her? Back at Hulkster's house, Shannon Tweed has changed into another set of underwear. But she's got one of Hulk's t-shirts. Or not his t-shirts. It's a dress-up shirt. Because she's got to leave it somewhat open. For some modesty. Um, she actually does bring a question. Because she tells Hulk that, you know... She needed to borrow a t-shirt to sleep in. Oh, wait, what? I'm like, why doesn't she... No, it does add the question. Why doesn't she have clothes? Like, she did not bring, like, something to sleep in? Like, here I'm thinking, like, oh, she went straight from, like, you know, the mission to the house. Which is possible, but still. We know that she has had two pairs of underwear. Two sets of... Bra and underwears. Bra. You know, I still... Why isn't it a pair of bras? You know? You got a pair of pants fitting two legs. But a bra? It's fitting two boobs. Shouldn't it be a pair? I think it should. I am still petitioning for that to happen. But anyhow... You know, Hulk's kind of upset... And, well, she's upset because there's no coffee, because, you know, he doesn't drink coffee and he has no guests. So, like I surmised, you know, no one comes to his house. So that's probably why he doesn't have a spare bedroom. Which I'm just still assuming he doesn't have a spare bedroom. But he's kind of upset because if she's wearing one of his shirts, that means she's been snooping and going through drawers and going through stuff. And he wonders, has she been in the room that's behind the metal 
door that can only be opened by the right code. What do you think, Hulk? <laughs> like, you think she managed to crack the code? I mean, I guess if she was persistent enough and you don't have a failsafe where after a certain amount of tries you get locked out. But, I mean, I guess, you know, you could be upset just if she's... Just the fact that she attempted to get in there. So Hulk relents, and he opens up the door, and behind, it's just a massive stash of weapons. Just assault weapons and assault weapons, and God bless the Second Amendment. Hulkster, he's ready. He's prepared for war! And then suddenly Carl Weathers just shows up. So I guess Carl Weathers knows where Hulkster's house is. And he just shows up. And Hulkster's trying to convince him to join in on the mission. But Carl doesn't want to because he's 30 days away from retirement. You know, what is it with action movies that black people are always like a month away from retirement? You know, there's Lethal Weapon... And Lethal Weapon 2. And I think by Lethal Weapon 3, they just gave up on this whole idea that Danny Glover was going to retire. But he still was too old for this shit. So really, just this movie and Lethal Weapon are the only ones I can think of where the black guy is like 30 days from retirement. But still. But they rope him in. Because, you know, after his 30 days, he wants to start up a business. A private security business. And Shannon Tweed tells him that, you know, if he helps recovers the diamonds, he gets 20% because the United States has, like, a reward program or something. I don't know. I don't fully understand it. All we need to know is that he will get 20% of the diamonds. Or I imagine 20% of the cash equivalent of the diamonds, and not that they're going to give him 20% of, 20 of the diamonds themselves. Now, the sweetest of the sweet Jim Hearts, gym, gymnastics team, uh, sure, Jim Hearts. Someone take that name, Jim Hearts, for your team. Go for it. Uh, she was forced to make a video that's sent to the U.S. government saying that, you know, they're kidnapped, and if they don't get fake Ricardo Montalban back to the Devil's Island in by tomorrow, 6 p.m., 6.05 p.m. Another reference. Haha, <laughs> wrestling references. A galore. I don't, I don't know if it was 6.05 p.m. And I don't feel like rewinding back to find out what exact time it was. But we're going to say they went with 6.05, which would be funny. And fake Tom Berenger, he just wants to, like, fucking blast this place and just go guns a-blazing and take them out. But... Fake Tim Meadows, who, I don't know, is president or the head of something. He, he doesn't seem like a military guy. He's in a suit. And so he's something. And he thinks, you know, you know, these are gymnastics. They're America's sweethearts. America loves them, apparently. I don't know at what point America fell in love with gymnasts, other than, like, Carrie Strug. But I'll take his word for it. That the Americans love these gymnasts too much. They can't endanger them. And, you know, who gives a fuck about this drug dealer? Let him go. There will be more drug dealers to capture. So, I think it's a wise plan. Okay, I mean, yeah, you're kind of negotiating with terrorists here, but... 
come on. Honestly, he probably would have gotten off anyhow because the lawyer probably would have figured out some way to, like, get him extradited or something. So this was all nonsense, really. Ricardo Montalbán, fake, fake Ricardo Montalbán, you should have just let your lawyer do his job. Now, Hulkster is trying to train Kyle Weathers and Shannon Tweed in the fine art of crushing coconut within the palm of your hand. Like, one-handed coconut crush. And, you know, Kyle Weathers is like, this is just ridiculous. Shannon Tweed, she's taking it seriously. She's gonna try. And, goddammit, I believe in her, and I thought she was getting close, and she was about to do it, and they were attacked. Helicopter comes by, and a bunch of black ops-looking guys are jumping out, but, of course, they're no match for a Hulkster who's learned how to run in slow motion from that time he was on Baywatch. And Carl Weathers, he's just kicking ass because he's Carl Weathers. And Shannon Tweed, just hiding off. Come on! Women's Lib! I thought this was like a feminist film. Shannon Tweed should be out there kicking ass as well. And Hulkster gets a RPG missile launcher. And he shoots down the helicopter with, again, just these really, like, super outdated special effects. Even for that time. <laughs> 90s had better special effects than this. This is almost on the level of, like, who killed Captain Alex. Which, if you've not seen that film, you should not see that film. But look up on YouTube the highlights. Like, watching the entire film is just mind-numbingly, like, gonna drive you batshit insane but you get the highlights with all all the boring parts but there's about like 15 minutes worth of just beautiful amazingly just that pure level of so bad it's good that's the thing with so bad it's good movies is that most of the time like it's boring for like at least 80 85 percent of the movie but there's just like these moments where it's truly like, oh my god, I can't believe they actually did this shit. This is so... There's just no words for it. And those 15 minutes of Who Killed Captain Alex fall within that. Just the amazing, like, the special effects seem to have been done completely in Microsoft Paint. And it's fantastic. You should... Those 15 minutes is much better than any 15 minutes of Assault on Devil Island. But, yeah, so the good guys, they win, and they're ready. They're going to go after the bad guys. So our heroes start loading up on the boat, getting ready to do their mission. When up comes fake Tom Berenger. And I'm not really doing that for dramatic effect. It just took me a moment to try to remember what I was saying. So, I like my dramatic pauses to cover up for me trying to remember what's going on. And they think fake Tom Berenger is going to poo-poo their idea of, like, going in to save the last Navy SEAL and, you know, take out Goat Z and all that. But no. Because fake Tom Berenger, he's pissed. Because he's got to give up and hand over fake Ricardo Montalban to Goat Z. Because the gymnastics are kidnapped of course, there's a little gray area in that 
perhaps someone will get to the gymnast first. Wink, wink. Uh, that's you, Hulkster, Shannon Tweed, and Carl Weathers. And fake Tom Berenger, he'll help with what he can. Give some recon and give them some cover. But, you know, it's completely covert. So things go wrong. They're disavowed. And... You know, if they were part of the Suicide Squad, they'd have their little bombs blown up to blow their heads up. And fake Tom Berenger gives them the skinny because they don't know about the kidnapped American sweetheart gymnast. But they know now, you know, they were already planning on doing this. But at least now they know that Goatzee, he's hiding out on Devil's Island. Unfortunately, so fortified can't get through land or through air you got to get underneath through the water shark infested waters and remember hulkster he hates sharks goatsy is hanging out on the island shirtless i guess like just getting a tan or something which you know i mean i guess while you're waiting you know might as well just get a tan and he gets a phone call it's from fake ricardo montabon who's being escorted to the airship to be taken over and Ricardo Montalban wants to talk about something but Goatzi just hangs up on him uh oh seems like there's some trouble in paradise ha 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 another Hulk Hogan reference wait no it's thunder in paradise ah fuck close enough I just know something's uh fishy with Goatzi now, fake Tom Berenger brings fake Ricardo Montalban to the plane. It's one of those water planes. Is that what they're called? You know, the kind that land on water. The little, like, two-seaters. But Ricardo's confused. Like, what's this plane? Apparently, Goatzee demanded, as part of his demands, that it's one of these planes and that Ricardo Montalban's got to fly himself. Oh, the other part that fake Ricardo Montalban was not aware of? They're going to Devil's Island. I'm telling you, Goat Z, he's planning something. He's tricking fake Ricardo Montalban. See, fake Ricardo Montalban, if you just let your lawyer take care of things, you'd probably be free on your own. You know, I mean, maybe house arrest, but, you know, sometimes you just gotta let the lawyers do their lawyering. So our heroes get their scuba gear on and they go swimming through the shark infested waters and encounter no sharks whatsoever <laughs> I mean like I thought this was going to be like a plot point because you know they made a big deal about how they're shark infested waters and that's the only way to get in and you know the whole history of Hulk Hogan hating sharks for some reason other than getting bitten by a shark I mean I don't know maybe the is that the whole reason he hates shark is because he got bit by the one shark? Because it kind of seemed like he had a hatred of sharks beforehand for some reason. So, but they make it into the castle or whatever. They go through a pipe, not encountering any sharks. So maybe it's when they get um, come back out that they're going to encounter the sharks. Because, you know, we've got fucking Chekhov's sharks now. Like, you brought up the sharks. There's sharks in the water. 
and Hulkster hates sharks. So we're going to have a Hulk versus Sharks fight at some point, right? Um, I can't think of a way to nod to it, but uh, John Tenta, who was Earthquake in WWF, did become Shark in WCW. And I'm pretty sure he had a feud with Hulk at some point. So maybe that's where it leads from. He hates Sharks because of his feud with the Shark in WCW. Okay, makes perfect sense now. And there's a fourth member in the team. I don't know who the fuck the fourth member is. At first I thought maybe it's fake Tom Berenger. But no, he's flying with fake Ricardo Montalban to make sure fake Ricardo Montalban doesn't just go fly off on his own to some random place or whatever that they can never find him. So, who is this fourth guy? (laughs) I don't know. Because at no point did we get mentioned that they were going to look into getting another guy. Tom Berenger didn't mention anything about, like, okay, I'm going to hook you up with a fourth guy just to help even the odds a bit. We never saw them team up with a fourth guy. So some guy just tagged along. He probably was doing, like, just scuba diving for the hell of it and got lost from his group and accidentally hooked up with Hulk's group and was like, um... Okay, guys, um, yeah, I think I might be in the wrong group here. Oh, well, it's too late. I might as well just keep with it. So the plane's now flying above Devil's Island, and fake Tom Berenger is talking to Goatzy on the phone. And he asks to see the hostages, because he's not going to land the plane unless he can see that the hostages are safe. Goatsy is like, no, I'm not going to do it till I see fake Ricardo Montalban. And fake Tom Berenger is like, hey, you don't do it. You'll see fake Ricardo Montalban falling from this plane. And Ricardo Montalban gets on the phone and like, just stop it. Stop dicking around. Stop with your dick measuring contest and let him see the hostages. And Goatsy's like, okay, you'll get to see one hostage and not for long sounds very ominous. I think he's gonna shoot a hostage. Meanwhile, Hulk's group actually has two extra people that I was not aware of. So it's a team of five. SEAL Team 5, we'll call them now, I guess. Because I don't want to go through calling everyone's name. Especially since I don't know who the fuck these two extra people are, but at some point, Hulk's team picked up two extra people, and now they've found some way to get from the basement area they were in through the pipe to upstairs or something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I I guess I kind of really don't even care all that much. So the terrorists grab one of the gymnasts and they bring her up to the top and the terrorist is holding her up and Goatsy is on the phone and he tells fake ter- Tom Berenger, if you don't land the plane now, I'm going to throw her over into the water and something. I don't know. They're at the top of the castle, and the terrorist guy, is not the one carrying her, but the terrorist guy is holding her up over his head, and they threaten to throw her overboard or throw her off the roof. Either way, she's going to die if they throw her. That's the point I'm coming to. So fake Tom Berenger has no choice but to land the plane or tell fake Ricardo Montalban to land the plane since he's the one that's flying the plane.
Hulk Team Six is walking around the perimeters of the castle, working their way up from the bottom, taking out any terrorists they see, and they start loading up C4 bombs. Is that redundant to say C4 bombs? They're putting little packets of C4 on the walls, which, do they even know where the gymnasts are? Because this could, this plant could go awry, and in blowing up the walls, might kill the gymnasts. The walls might fall on them. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's all Team 6, so they probably know, like, how C4 works, and they've got it all planned out. But I'm just worried. I am worried for those gymnasts. What if Hulk Team 6 just fucks things up even worse for them? And now that fake Ricardo Montebaum has been freed, he slaps fake Tom Berenger and tells the guys to take him down to the dungeon so that he could feel what it's like to be caged. Yeah, I'm not good at the accent. I'm not good at impersonations. We know that. But... You know, I think it's not quite the same thing, because Tom, fake Tom Berenger is going to be in a cage that's partially submerged in water. That's a lot better than the fucking cage that you were in. Or, I mean, a lot worse. The cage you were in was a lot fucking better. You were very much, like, probably treated well and got to, you know, eat food, good food. Okay, maybe prison food, but still. Still, you probably were treated better than being... In a dingy little dungeon down in the submerged something. Whatever. <laughs> but they don't send the gymnast back because Goat Z, he wants to hold on to her because, you know, have a pretty hostage. Which is important. It's got The hostage has to be pretty. If you have an ugly hostage, people are like, eh, let's take our chances. You got a pretty hostage, like, no, we can't let her die! Luckily, fake Tom Berenger gets saved by Hulk Team 6, who are hiding out in the castle, and they take out the terrorists, and some of them go off to one way, and Hulk, he's like, I'm gonna go up top to take care of the missiles, brother. Do I have to keep pointing out that he doesn't actually say brother? I just really, really wish he did. But, so, Hulk is going up, but the terrorist, turns out, he's not completely knocked out, so he goes and he has a fight with Hulk, and Hulk starts hitting some jump kicks, which, holy shit, that's gotta be a stunt double, because I ain't never seen Hulk hit a kick ever before. I mean, I think the only time he even lifts his leg is to do the leg drop, which would've been awesome had he done the leg drop. You know, had he just done the leg drop on the terrorist... Before the terrorist had a chance to come back up, it would have been over. But the terrorist manages to run away, so it's going to be trouble, because he's probably going to go tell the bosses, the head honchos, Hulk is around, and he's going to kick our asses, because he is Hulk. Now, Carl Weathers, Shannon Tweed, and one of the other guys finds the area where the gymnasts are being held, and they're behind this big steel door, and there's a guard. So they're thinking, like, okay, let, we gotta take out the guard. Shannon Tweed, for smart thinking, strips down to her underwear to distract the guard. Because... It works! 
it works on me because every time she is stripped down to her underwear in this film or shown her boobs or even just her nipples through a shirt because she was bra or yeah, braless, it's distracted me. It is a good technique. You know, U.S. government, if you ever like need help, just send Shannon Tweed, have her stripped down and distract the terrorists and you can take them out. It's a good plan. So they've taken him out, but they can't get the door open. And they try blowing it up. And another, like, Windows 95 flash explosion. <clears throat> and the door still won't budge. Um, I don't know. How were they opening the door in the first place? Like, is there a key that the guard doesn't have? Which I guess that's smart. That you don't want the guard to have the key just in case, you know, a situation like this arrives and the good guys came and took out the guard. Because then they would have the key and be able to open and free the prisoners. So that is smart thinking on Goat Z's part. He probably has the only key. Meanwhile, Hulkster has caught up with the terrorists that escaped him and they fight. They've got like these big sticks and do a little jousting, American Gladiator style. And this was well before the American Gladiators reboot starring Hulk Hogan. Maybe this is where he got the idea. He had this jousting, and he's like, you know, you know brother, American Gladiators should be brought back. Possibly. Now everything's intensifying, because now we're getting back and forth, lots of shit going on. Because fake Tom Berenger and the other other guy from Hulk Team 6 have made it to the top. And they started a firefight with the terrorists. Which there's at least like 10 of them shooting guns. So it's like, they're outnumbered. But they're, you know, they're Marines. There's Navy SEALs. There's something. They're, yeah, I think they were Navy SEALs. Which makes the Hulk Team 6 thing work. Where am I going with this? I'm sorry, they had another shot of Sh Shan Tweed in her bra. And, like I said, it's just fucking distracting. Um, so... But down in the dungeon, there was a bomb attached to a sewer pipe. Or, a water pipe. I don't know, it might have been a sewer pipe. That would be even worse. But it's a water pipe. And the bomb goes off and bursts the pipe. And water starts filling up the dungeon. And it's filling up quickly. And like, oh no. Are the gymnasts going to be saved in time? Or are they going to drown? Because they can't get the door open. Meanwhile, there's still all the shooting going on upstairs. On the top of the roof. And fake Ricardo Montalban tells Goat Z to get him out of here. And you know, now would have been the perfect opportunity to take advantage of that pretty hostage you have. Stand up, show the hostage to distract the two guys. Remember, there's just two guys right now. And while they're distracted on the hostage, the ten other terrorists shoot them. Like, it's not rocket science. It's just so easy. You've got the numbers advantage, and you can distract them. Because, you know, you hold up the pretty hostage... 
They're going to stop and they're going to stand up. They're, you know they're going to stand up. At the very least, they're going to stop shooting so that no bullets go astray and accidentally shoot the hostage. And at that point, you use the numbers game and the terrorists just shoot them. Ugh, just... Do I have to do everything here? Do I have to come up with all these plans? Oh shit, I just realized that the guy Hulk is fighting is Billy Blanks. I completely forgot that Billy Blanks was in this. But, yeah, they're fighting and they get up to the rooftop and keep the fighting completely oblivious to the fact that, you know, there's all this gunfire going on that they could easily accidentally get hit by. They're like, nope, we're focused on this. And then... There's a grenade that comes by them, so they stop the fight long enough to run away from the grenade. The grenade blows up, and then they go back to the fighting. And meanwhile, downstairs, Shannon Tweed has at least put pants on. Still hasn't put her shirt back on, because... I don't know, what's the point at this point? Why did... Because, you know, maybe, like, you know, you're focused on... There's only so much time, so you gotta get the gymnast saved. So, yeah, okay, you don't have time to focus on putting your clothes back on, but you put half your clothes back on. Like, oh, you know, it's probably just too distracting if my legs are showing. But your boobs are still just there jiggling. Like, that's fucking distracting. I'm still distracted. I don't know what's going on in this film, because Shantweed's boobs are just all over the place. Um, But they figure out, well, if we just shoot the door with the machine gun, that'll weaken it just enough that the explosives will explode the door off, and it works. So they're going to go and save. Remember, the gymnasts are still in the cage, but, you know, it should be easier now, because now that the door is open, the water is, like, spilling out. So they're not going to be as pressed for time. So maybe Shan Tweed can put a shirt on. Just a thought. I mean, personally, I would prefer not to put the shirt back on, but just, it seems like it'd be a better idea. And meanwhile, Hulk and Billy Blanks are still fighting, and Hulk throws Billy Blanks off the top of the roof, and Billy Blanks is dead now. So long, Billy Blanks. Your typo, I guess, just wasn't enough to overpower, because Hulkamania has run wild on you. And Hulk sees Goat Z and fake Ricardo Montalbán running off to the jet or the helicopter or something. They're running off somewhere with the gymnast hostage that they have. The pretty hostage. But Hulk is too far to stop them, but he sees a rope. And see, I'm, I'm very much hoping that he takes the rope and lassos it and somehow... I hope he, like... Lasses it onto the helicopter, and while the helicopter's flying, he's just swinging. That's my hope. That's my dream. Please let that be what happens. Please! No, Hulk just uses the rope to climb down the wall. That's a little anticlimactic. So he's ru he's running, but he just isn't fast enough to catch up to Goat Z and fake Ricardo Montalbán, who take Pretty Hostage into the boat, not the boat, the plane, the nice little plane that they were flying, and Goatsy wants his payment in cash, diamonds, and whiskey. Good man. Good man. I mean, 
you could use the cash and diamonds to buy your own whiskey. So is the price of the whiskey going to get, like, deducted from what your share of the cash and diamonds would have been? Or is, like, that, like, an extra bonus on top? It's, uh, yeah. So many questions about the logistics of this. Meanwhile, back in the basement, um, Shantweed, no, she still has not put her shirt on because this is too important and they're trying to get the gymnast out of the cage. Will they be able to do it? And, oh, wait, now we're cutting back to the top of the roof where the other other guy from Hulk Team 6 is on his own, pretty much, just shooting at every terrorist. Man, he's outnumbered, but he isn't going down. Which... Come to think of it, the one that got left behind, was he killed? We never really got confirmation that that guy got killed, did we? I don't think so. But I guess I have to assume that he got killed, because where is he? Where's the rescue mission? I thought that was part of it. I thought they were going to rescue him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Hulk said that, and... That's what pissed him off with fake Tom Berenger not wanting to go. Because he was going to rescue the other, like, Navy SEAL that got left behind. So, I understand the gymnasts are the top priority right now. But where is the Navy SEAL? Have you rescued him? Are you gonna look for him? Um, I hope so. I hope he's safe. But anyhow, you know, gunfire, gunfire, and Hulk, he knows he can't just jump that far to hit the plane, but there's a motorboat, so he's going to get on it, and Hulk Hogan is going to motorboat. I don't know, is that the motorboat? I've I've never actually motorboated, so I don't know, is that like the sound you're supposed are you supposed to make a sound if you're motorboating boobs? I don't know. That is a very interesting question. One that better men than me will have to answer. So, we get more gunfire, more explosions, more dead terrorists. The gymnasts are safe. Shannon Tweed still hasn't put on a shirt. And Hulkster has caught up to the plane. And he throws the anchor at the plane. It lands. And stops the plane. And Goatsy jumps out. And he goes to fight the Hulkster. And they fight and fight and fight. And just don't stop fighting. And eventually he gets... he um, Hulkster pushes Goatsy into the water. Where Goatsy presumably gets eaten by a shark. I don't know. We don't see it. We see Goatsy fall into the water. We see a shot of a shark swimming. It just... Looks like stock footage that I think they already used earlier in the film. And then we see Goat Z struggle to get out of the water. And then Hulkster smiles. So I assume Goat Z got eaten by a shark. Remember, these are shark-infested waters that don't seem very infested. Because, I mean, Hulkster and his crew did not even encounter any of these sharks on their way back in. So, and they look like, you know, the shark-infested waters, there's one shark, 
As far as I can tell, there was one shark <laughs> that may or may not have eaten a terrorist. Because we don't see. We don't even see any blood. So, I don't know. Maybe the shark just ate him, like, whole. Just once big gulp. I guess that's possible. So, again, like, we just have to presume that Goat C got eaten by a shark. So, the heroes have saved, saved the day. And now Shantweed has put a shirt back on. and Because now we're at the funeral for the dead soldiers. I don't know if it's the one that they rescue the soldier that had got left behind as I was thinking like okay maybe they found his body and this is his funeral but you know then they talked about like wonder what he saw in the tarot cards and tarot card guy died like long ago he was not the guy that got kidnapped or captured so what happened to the guy that got captured we'll never know I'll just assume that he's the dead guy that they just buried but yeah, Shantweed has put some clothes on out of respect for the dead. And the other guys are dressed up in their Marine uniforms. Nice and snazzy. All in white. I don't know, the Marines have like a black variation that they use for funerals. Like, shouldn't that shouldn't that be like, you know, respect like your fallen soldiers? Just I don't know. Just seems odd that they're all in white. And seeing Hulkster in all white. Which even though, like, in his early days, he didn't always have the yellow and red. He did used to wear white trunks. But, so they decide, you know, Hulk Team 6 is going to become a permanent thing. To take care of the jobs that the military can't officially take care of. And, well, they call themselves Shadow Warriors, but I think Hulk Team 6 is a much better name. And instead of fading to black for the credits, the credits just run over, just roll while they're walking. Just, <laughs> the credits are just them walking towards the screen, Hulk Team 6. I, I don't know why. Why wouldn't you just go to black? And that would have looked better. Just throw my mind off. Well, that was Assault on Devil's Island. And I will talk more, but I think this thing has already gone on too long. No final analysis. You know, Hulk with no mustache and Shannon Tweed's boobs all over the place. That's all you need to know. I'm out. VelvetOwl at Hotmail.com if you want to leave any comments or suggestions or whatever. Or if you're listening to this on YouTube... Leave a comment in the comment section. Be sure to subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Hit the notification bells if you want your balls fondled. No, I don't think that really happens, but whatever. Till next time. Real quickly, I'd like to thank The Moving Image for providing this week's theme song called Cults. They are probably not aware 
that they have provided this week's theme song because um, I'm a bastard like that and I'm trying to avoid paying royalties. So, but I will pay them in exposure to my non-listeners. The Moving Image, check them out. You can find them on YouTube and probably other places. I stick to YouTube. I, that's how I find new bands. You can find new bands any way you want, but the moving image, and that song is called Cults. <laughs> 